It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. Well, I do hope you've hit record on the device, Corey. I'd hate for us to start talking and not have our conversation recorded for our listeners to hear. No, no, that wouldn't do at all. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is B-Movie Breakdown, episode number 29. I'm Corey. I'm DRC, but you can call me Aunt Martha if you wish. <laughs> oh boy, I don't think we need Aunt Martha on our hands right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, a little too much to handle. I think for anybody, uh, I have a feeling I know why her husband left her. I have a feeling I know why Angela's so screwed up. I think she had some Aunt Martha on her hands, if you know what I mean. And I think or, you do, or, because I'm talking like this. Or Aunt Martha had a little bit of Angela on her hands. <laughs> I've heard of getting your pinky all stinky, but my, my that's just ridiculous. <laughs> Breakdown is a podcast where we find humor and enjoyment in low budget and lesser known films of the past and present home, the good, bad, and the what the fuck. Each week's movie will be revealed in the prior episode so you two can join in on the madness. This week's movie, Sleep Away Camp, is a is a cult classic and a absolute favorite of mine. I feel it's a movie that gets overshadowed by Friday the thirteenth by being uh I think people just put it off as another your typical slasher movie, and it has those uh, you know, those Elements of your typical slasher camp movie, but it is oh so much more. There's so much more going on in the in the background and in the foreground of this movie, and it's just absolutely... and in the undercarriage. <laughs> I suppose we should uh, throw out a spoiler warning before we go much further. If you've not seen this masterpiece of of cinema history, stop right now. Go watch it on YouTube and come back to us when you are done. We cannot be held responsible if we ruin the climactic ending for you and you have not seen it before. Yeah, the ending is uh, definitely something else. It uh, is very shocking for especially first-time viewers. Uh, go watch it. It's in full on YouTube. Uh, you, It's hard to find on DVD. Uh, I have a box that I got off eBay, and it is a survival kit of all three movies, plus the unfinished fourth movie, which is still unfinished, despite being finished, <laughs> sort of, somehow. So, yeah, so I, I really, really highly recommend seeing this movie. If you're a fan of horror movies, fan of slashers, Friday the 13th, movies like that, definitely check out Sleepaway Camp, the ending, and don't read anything about it before you see it. That is one thing that will ruin the entire movie for you, because while the movie doesn't really lead too much as to who the killer is, because it's pretty obvious to who it is throughout the whole movie, the the ending really really is is something else and is just pretty mind blowing. Uh, I forgot to mention you can listen to us if you subscribe on iTunes on our website bbpodcast.com or on Stitcher. You can reach us on our site and our email bbpodcast at gmail.com on Twitter at bbpodcast or on Facebook. Send your suggestions our way. I'm sure in the future we will be doing uh, the sequels to this movie because I can't. I would love to see how they uh, pan out. I know the sequels are on Netflix. I don't know about Return to Subway Quick Camp, but I know it's 2 and 3 are on Netflix. So maybe, I don't know why the first one's not, maybe it had something to do with the director not wanting it to be on there or something like that. I don't know who owns the rights. I know this DVD set was put out by Anchor Bay. According to the wiki page, the director of the original owns the series now, I believe. Oh, well the second and third ones are on. Maybe he only owns the first and the the one he the other one he made since he didn't want to... He ignored two and three, and he doesn't kind of want anything to do with those, so maybe that's why they're on Netflix. And the first one and the fourth, official fourth or whatever one, isn't. So, uh, to start off, this movie is... Okay, start off, the movie is in memory of Mom, a doer. Yep. What, what is that about? Why, why does it say a doer? Well, I would what was rather she be a doer than a do-nothing. Yeah, I guess, but what a weird, uh, like, in-memory thing of to say, like, after, in memory of my mother, 
A, that's all you had to say? A doer? He was a doer. Well, that could have had their own in-family significance. You don't know. Yeah, yeah. And a very odd movie to dedicate something to your mother. <laughs> well, considering it was the only movie he'd made at that point, and only movie he'd made until 25 years later. Yeah, that's very, very true. Yeah, who knows? Very, very weird. Uh, I mean, you start off right at the, the right off the start. I mean, you get this movie is full of surprises. It's full of uh, amazing culture on that acting and some amazing fake mustaches. Oh, yeah. Because the police officer who shows up multiple oh, yeah. times in this movie. Clearly, clearly fake mustache <laughs> just taped it, on it, or whatever. It's literally, you can see the tape. Yep. And at one point, I almost thought it was painted on because <laughs> it's that bad. It's just, it's so plastered to his face and taped on. Like, the first scene with him, I didn't really notice it, but when he comes back, I oh, was like, yeah. oh boy. <laughs> like, like, I've seen some fake mustaches at like Halloween stores that look a lot better than that. Couldn't they have gotten anything better than what they got? Literally, it looks like they took some, ta- some ha- literal hair off the top of somebody's head and taped it, like plastered it to somebody's face. It was like the worst fake mustache I've ever seen in any movie. Well, I guess we'll just have to call him Officer Chicken or Officer Baldy. <laughs> you couldn't have an Officer Baldy as an authority figure in this movie, Corey. That wouldn't do. <laughs> no, they just wouldn't do. So the movie starts off uh, very, very odd because it starts off with a lot of camp chatter and stuff like that. Yet the camp is for sale. You see a for sale sign. So I don't know if the chatter was supposed to be of past... Like you're hearing these past conversations that have been going on. Yeah, the beginning isn't very clear. I assume this is after the end of the movie, and they're just like, oh, why is it abandoned and for sale? Oh, here's a flashback to something well before that. Yeah, and then we'll flash years forward ago, and... and then here, here's uh, eight years later. But when the when it's eight years ago, you see uh, a boy, and uh, whose name is Peter. You find out very early on. A boy, Peter, his sister. And uh, their dad, Sister Angela, Sister Angela, as we uh, as known to right now, on a on a boat like a little dinghy out in the water, and uh, they get hit by a speedboat. Yep, these kids at uh, at the camp there, they're screwing around on a speedboat. It's a guy and a girl. I think the guy, I don't know if he's a counselor. I would hope so, because why would you just let anybody drive yeah, one he of these had things? Yeah, he had a lifeguard shirt on, and he even says, like, if I let you drive this boat, I'm going to get fired. Is your dad going to get me a job? Mm-hmm. Like, if I get fired? Oh, yeah, she's like, uh, yeah, let me drive the boat. Come on, my old man's got one twice as big. <laughs> one of one of many lines of the movie right there. <laughs> you don't yeah. even need to add it. That's what she said, because it is what she said. Yeah, the, then the beginning is really, like you said, is really weird. You get the, the family out there swimming, and then this man runs up. And is like, we, John, John, we gotta go. The the doctor is here. And you're like, okay, who is this guy? Yeah, you're like, you're you have no like idea who this man is. And I don't know, you don't know if it's gonna play into later on. You, and, they, and they don't address anything about the past until way the fuck into the movie. Mm-hmm. So like, this scene is almost insignificant. Yeah, until later. Till later. For repeat viewings, you'll be, you'll be like, ah. Oh. Because yeah, because it, it cut. It, they get hit by the boat. No one does anything when they get hit. They almost. They really. It almost looked like his arm just got hit by the boat. Even. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you see a floating, chopped up. I guess by the boat propeller life jacket. And you're led to believe that just the daughter survived, though you couldn't tell. Yeah, the boy is is seen floating um, face down in the water, but doesn't really seem to be hurt that bad. But it's just like, oh, okay, well, I guess they don't want to show little kids being torn up. Yeah, I I don't know. But uh, it was funny, because these kids from the camp, they're out screwing around on the boat. The one guy's driving, he's doing fine. His stupid girlfriend bugs him. To, you know, let her drive the thing. He doesn't want to. He does anyway. And then her dumbass, fucking around, just ends up plowing over her family and killing them, or at least two of them. And I'm just like, women drivers, am I right? Am I right? <laughs> yeah, she kills two of them. The The little girl... You don't even know that the little girl is a survivor until they cut to the next scene, which is eight years later. But it's still not really... 
It's a really poor job explaining. Yeah. Because when they show Angela and uh, Ricky. Ricky, you don't really get at first that that's the girl from the accident. No. Because you don't even know that... the. I, I didn't know that if it was going to be... If it was Ricky or Angela until she says, Oh, Ricky, your cousin Angela. Mm-hmm. So I get that she's her cousin. And then... When they say her name is Martha, then I put the connection because when they're on the boat, the little girl says, oh, is that Martha coming? Blah, 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 blah. Mm. Like, otherwise, you would not know why the fuck they showed you that scene. Because mm. they don't explain, like, oh, eight years later, and Angela's sitting here, and this is the same. Or she's looking at a picture of her, you know, from that day or something. At least something to signif- make it so that, like, you know, you know that this is the same person. There's no, there's nothing. It really is nothing. Uh, I did love when they get hit by the boat and the girl that was on the skis is just sitting in the water screaming, Somebody help them! I don't know how she what could even... What are they doing? I don't know how she could even see what happened to them, seeing as she's only at their level. I mean, she probably knows they were hit, but she can't see. She's but... like, They're gonna die! Somebody help them! As everybody just sits there and stares. The kids in the boat, and then the man who was telling them they need to go, they're running late because the doctor's here. He just stands there and looks, too. He doesn't even jump in the water to save anybody. No, nobody does nothing to save anybody in this situation. They just let them die. They could have been saved. You never know. Camp Arawak? More like Camp Apathy. Oh! <laughs> so, you you really don't know who Richard and Angela are. You really... It's a, with a, a terrible job explaining anything. And then you're introduced to the super creepo Aunt Martha... Who looks like a drag queen, except she sounds too feminine to be a drag queen, but she's, oh my god. I wish there could have been more of this character in this movie somehow. She is just so batshit crazy. <laughs> That's all I was thinking is like, what is this lady's deal? Everything she said, she would just second guess with, oh, I'm afraid that wouldn't do. Hurry, sweeties, we don't want to be late for the bus. Goodness, no, that wouldn't do at all. <laughs> Richard Angela. <laughs> Here, I packed some goodies for you. Wasn't that nice of me? Did you give us any chips? Oh, yes, I packed a whole bag. I'm sure of it. Now let's go. (laughs) I'm sure of it. (laughs) Like, the delivery alone is, it's almost like, I believe that I've forgotten something. Oh, now what could it be? Oh, that's right, I remember. I knew I wouldn't forget. I just kept reminding myself. I tied a string around my finger. And she just stops and stares at the string on her finger. And Ricky's like, Oh, Mom, what is it? Oh, yes. (laughs) I've got your physicals for you. I filled them all out. Signed by yours truly. Wasn't that nice of me? Just don't tell anyone where you got them. They wouldn't approve of that at all. Even though they know I'm a doctor. And why, why would this be a thing? <laughs> well, we'll find out later. Yeah, but the thing is, though, it... Why would it matter if they told anybody? And why would they tell anybody? When they got to camp, wouldn't they just turn it in? And you know what, when they turn them in, you know what, you know what somebody would do, the person taking them would do? Would look at them and not give two fucks. Yeah, they're probably going to be either some, uh... Some late teen, early 20s kid who doesn't give a fuck. They're there to mostly party and fuck around. Or one of the many pedo, creepo staff members who just wouldn't care anyway. Like, I won't tell anybody where you got it. As <laughs> long as you suck my pee-pee. <laughs> oh, let me touch that baldy for you. <laughs> just like, I just... I'll give you a physical of my own. <laughs> you know what? Turns out that one from your Aunt Martha won't do. It just won't do at all. Here, let me take your temperature with my meat thermometer. Hold on. Hold my piece of metal I chew on for me for a second. He was chewing on metal? Oh, my God. It was like a piece of metal. That's what it looked. It looked like a long, like, piece of, like, thin metal. That's what it looked like. (laughs) This camp was more hardcore than I thought. It was, like, a really thin piece of metal. That's what it looked like. A really flimsy, thin piece of metal. Yeah, the I just didn't understand why she was so insistent on not knowing where the physicals came from. Because, like, nobody would know anything about... Nobody would question anything about Angela. Nobody would be like, Oh, why? what is with this physical? Are you really, are you really this? Actually, a lot of people do question Angela and for things that wouldn't you 
you wouldn't think would make sense, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's a very interesting beginning to the movie. I did love the introduction to the chef character, Artie. Well, well, first of all, let's just, this is 1983, and early 80s is still in a lot of ways basically the 70s. And so, like, all the fucking short shorts on these people, especially, like, the guys, like, if any guys were, like, in charge of a camp now in these, you know, borderline Speedo shorts, they'd probably be, you know, arrested, fined, oh, whatever. It always reminds me of, uh, well, even though it was made sooner, but it went out American Summer, how they, they really, really uh, overdid the short shorts on purpose, just because in these movies, these camp movies, there was always... The shortest of the short shorts, so... And then Counselor Gino, later in the movie, he's not only got a a uh, sleeveless bro tank, he actually, like, cuts it off, like, just beneath his pecs. Oh. So he's just wearing, like, that like something that would be, like, you know, gay, okay. like any other point in I time. always seen, like, you know, it was, like, an early 80s thing, like, half shirts. This was not even a half shirt. This was, like, a fourth shirt. Yep. It was literally, you might what? as well not be wearing a shirt at this well, point. Well, Gino, what I'd like to know is, why even bother with a shirt at all at this point? Yeah, seriously. But I really, really love the introduction to the uh, the cook, Artie, who had a very short-lived uh, role in the movie. But he starts off and he's like, look at all the young, fresh chicken. Where I come from, we call them baldies. Makes your mouth water, don't it? <laughs> and then the, the older uh, camp uh, cook or maintenance guy's like, Artie, they're too young to even understand what's on your mind. And he goes, there ain't no such thing as being too young. You're just too old. Like, holy shit. I, I literally, <laughs> my mind wasn't even blown at that, like, by that as much as I couldn't, I was still getting, not, I was still not over the whole calling them baldies. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, these are little girls and little boys. And the camp owner, Mel, for as much as he wants to freak out about the accidents happening, you'd think his place would have been shut down long ago, keeping such an obvious pet on the payroll. But yeah. that, this is fine. This gets to just fly and keep going, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's okay. Shit happens. So, uh, and you're also introduced to... Uh, Ricky's best friend, Paul. Ah, uh, Paul's my boy. Yeah, Paul, who uh, who gives us some uh, interesting details about Judy. Apparently Ricky's, she has Ricky's camp now. girlfriend from last year. Yeah. Like, hey, Rick, you see Judy yet? Man, oh man, holding his hands out, just like, Ugh. Yeah, apparently, uh, that's why I was like, Judy apparently has big tits now. <laughs> and And she's also too good for Ricky now as well. Since she's gotten her larger breasts, she's uh, taken a... A liking to the older gents. Okay, he... Yeah, she does, and she basically wants to blow Ricky off and act like nothing happened. You're just a child, and I'm so mature now. Girls mature quicker than boys, you know. Oh, bullshit, for one. The guy that plays Ricky's 18. His <laughs> character's not. The guy who's playing him is 18 He looks like point. he's like 13 yeah, years old. Yeah, he does. But she, for supposedly having these big tits that Paul tells us about, when you finally see her in a swimsuit... They don't look very big at all. In fact, she gives Angela shit for being flat-chested, and Judy has no room to call anybody flat-chested. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, she definitely had some boobage going on, but nothing, like, insane. Another thing, her hair drove me nuts the whole fucking movie. She's got it all long, and it's, like, kind of kind of kinky-ish, and I didn't really like it, but she's got it all long, but she's got, like, one half of it in a pigtail, and the other half is just left straight. I was just like, oh my <laughs> god. Fucking hate this. A lot of the introductions are really, really interesting. Uh, Camp Counselor Meg, who has to, for some reason, spell her name. She's like, my name is Meg. M-E-G. Like, okay... Really? Here, I thought it was gonna be uh, P-H-E-M-O-N, but, alright. <laughs> And, and right, right off the bat, Angela, not talkative, very creepy. She hasn't talked or eaten in three days. Oh. At the, yeah, when they're at the table, they mention how she hasn't talked or eaten in three days. Uh, I'll, I mean, I'll just go out there right now. We already said the spoiler thing before, and we always I mean, we spoil movies on here when we talk about them, so we always highly suggest you've watched the movie beforehand, or if you don't care. But they don't hide it at all, Angela being the killer. They really don't. No. It's, I mean, she's... Pretty much anybody that does anything to her later gets killed or at least maimed, like the first guy. I don't know why he wasn't just killed outright. They take him away, he's still alive. You don't find out what 
ultimately happens to him. Yeah, and if they it, it, they didn't, it doesn't seem like they wanted to hide that Angela was the killer because if they wanted to, they maybe would have had a few other people die that maybe did something to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So then you maybe think like, oh, maybe it was Paul, maybe it was you know so and so or Judy or somebody like that. Like, oh, this person wronged this person. So it. it it's always somebody who who wronged Angela, except for when she decides to chop up little kids hmm. in the sleeping bags. Yeah, that that kill was there was no there yeah, was no, no mode, there was nothing behind that. That one. was yeah, I don't even know why. Just that mindless happened. chopping up. That's all that was. It's a mindless, you know. I yeah, I don't know, but yeah, they don't they make it very obvious that Angela's a killer. I, you have no reason to believe throughout the rest of the movie that anybody else is. Even when like uh, the owner of the camp, Mel, is continuously accusing Ricky of being the killer, there's no, there's no point where you, as a viewer, think that he would be the killer. Even with Mel's accusations. Yeah, not, he, as, not as a viewer, but if you're in it like Mel, I guess yeah, I could see at that. At one point, Ricky says, like, oh, I was sleeping in my bunk. Like, when all these things are going on, mm-hmm. like, he wasn't at the social, so... That would I don't know sound if, suspicious. I don't know if that was their, 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 like, their little try at trying to get you to think that maybe, okay, maybe, maybe it is Ricky, but I didn't really do the job. Uh, I did like, uh, Ronnie, the camp counselor. I thought, I liked that character a lot. There were, there, there were some different types of characters you got in this movie, as opposed to normal camp movies, especially ones that are like this. Usually a lot of them are bullies to the nerdy people and stuff like that. Almost all of them. And you would expect somebody like Ronnie to definitely be. But he was honestly one of the nicer guys at the camp. Mm-hmm. And definitely uh, tried to help Angela in any sort of way and try to get her to fit in. And there were a couple other women counselors. And um, I forget the one's name. Yeah, she was really nice in trying to shut shit down when Judy and Meg are getting out of control. Yeah, there were a co- I mean, there are a few nice people as opposed to when a lot of these movies you just get, they're all dicks. To the one person who, you know, is like the nerdier outcast or whatever. Usually a lot of them are dicks to that one person. But, uh, but yeah, Angela is super creepy, super shy, hasn't eaten or talked in three days. And so Ronnie, the one counselor, decides to take her to the kitchen. Like, well, we'll see if we can find you something that you will like to eat, which I guess makes sense. But then he decides to leave her alone with the pedo cook, which is always a good decision. Oh, yeah. And like right away, I was like, "Oh, geez, I can't believe she's leaving him with this guy." Here, but Angela, I really didn't come think, back in the pantry. Yeah, I really didn't me. think what was going to happen happened because there's other people in the kitchen at the time too. Oh, this guy gave no fucks, and apparently nobody else on the staff did either. Or if they did, it was just superficial enough to, "Hey, hey, break it up, you two, get back to cooking, you." Yeah, they. He takes her in the back and then starts undoing his pants. Oh yeah, and is like, "Well, you're. I'm going to give you something to eat, all yeah. right." <laughs> like, uh, too bad Angela didn't follow suit. Yeah, that, that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's always what I kept thinking. Like throughout the movie, uh, knowing what is, what happens at the end, had seen this, having seen this movie before. Like, what if somebody had gone through with something, <laughs> like, and found out? Like, what would their reaction be? What would they do? Like, would they would they have to be murdered on sight because they found out? Is that why Paul ends up dying because he finds out? Like, is that why she kills him? Because there's really no other reason for her to kill him other than that she ends up kissing Judy at one point, but Mm -hmm. apologizes for it. And he really didn't kiss Judy. Judy really kissed him. So uh, he ends up apologizing for it and stuff. I don't really know why she killed him at the end. But, yeah, the cook is... He's basically going to rape her until Ricky busts in, and then he gets all, like, down and out. And then he ends up being the first victim, which you get that classic POV killer mm-hmm. uh, view. And actually, the hands, anytime it's the hands, it's Ricky's hands. Mm. Because Angela, the girl who played Angela, uh, Felissa Rose, she had in her contract that she uh, couldn't, wouldn't be shown killing anybody. Mm. Like, I don't know, because she was younger or something, or uh, her I guess that maybe makes didn't sense. want her to... But yeah, it was, but I mean, it was just hands, so... But yeah, it was Ricky's hands, actually, that were... The person doing everything, and he ends up. Uh, you you find out right away that the the person killing well, the person killing is a kid. It's funny they didn't leave any mystery. Every every time somebody gets killed, they see the killer. You don't get to see the face, but they oh, it's you. What are you doing here? What do you want? Yeah. Oh well. Uh, hey hey, stop it! Yeah, you, you crazy well, kid. Well, yeah. When he when he 
when they pull the the cook's chair, well, this is the, funny. The cause... cook instantly goes, "Oh, one of you dumb kids, like leaving no mystery, like like you're already taking the list of killers from this big and making it okay. It's it's one of the kids. It's not couldn't be any any adult because like I don't know if Ronnie was necessarily a teenager. He seemed like to be like an older person that was like." Just in charge of the camp, like like Mel was the owner, but Ronnie seemed to be like one of the guys in charge. I mean, he could have been, I guess, a teenager if they wanted to be, but I mean, they just they really slimmed down the choices right then and there by having him say, "Oh, it's one of you stupid kids." Well, what I thought was really funny is I wouldn't think this would work, but apparently they have this gigantic tall pot to try to boil all these ears of corn in. I would think this would take forever being in such a giant pot, not just have <laughs> several smaller pots going at once. It was really long. It was like the longest yeah, pot it was, ever. Yeah, it was a pot you had to climb a ladder to throw the corn into. It was so ridiculous. <laughs> so it's full of boiling water, and the cook's trying to salt the water, and he gets up on a chair to do it, and then uh, the killer pulls the chair away or starts to and he you know has a second to angst about it and shout at the killer before yanking it, it away completely and knocks the the pot of scalding water on him and then you get a a very lengthy scene of him oh, just on the long. ground screaming and like the boils actually seem to be like you know popping anew and boiling on his face yeah. so that was kind of yeah. good but, it was, yeah, the but fr- then he just screams and keeps screaming and doesn't stop and even when they cut to him being taken away by the medics, he's still screaming. I just wrote down, he didn't scra- stop screaming the entire time. Yeah. He's, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was, uh, for being a low-budget movie, which I don't know, maybe they spent all their money on that one effect, because that, that makeup effect was done really well, with the boils and the popping and all that stuff. And then... The the one cook, the the other cook, Ben, he runs in, and he doesn't really even do anything. He just stares at him and watches him scream. Once again, camp apathy. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, that scene was really long. I was just like, how much longer are we going to have to listen to this guy scream and stare at his disgusting face? And immediately the owner, Mel, is doesn't want anyone to know. Oh, And the thing oh, is, yeah. what's going on there? That's some, like, background stuff that you're not privy to, because, like, why doesn't he want anyone to know? It's just an accident. As far as they're as far as they're concerned, mm-hmm. he the pot fell over on him. He got burned. That would that could happen to anybody. Well, that literally, you, you know how any kind of person that has a lot of money owns anything, corporation or whatever, could hate even the slightest hint of bad publicity. Oh, if parents hear about this accident, they might pull yeah, a kid anyway. You know, take uh, take your store manager you're talking about that made the assistant manager kill himself. Don't talk about this. People know he worked for our company in the paper, and we don't want them to know. Yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But it was we just... don't want them to know they're shopping at the suicide store. <laughs> <laughs> Little did they know they were every day mindlessly walking through. They the suicide still are. Store. <laughs> so yeah, this is the back room where he hung himself. I did, uh, I did, right after that, though, one thing, I don't know if you were, we were going to touch it at all, but I did think the Mind Over Matter game was quite interesting and hilarious. Oh, yeah. Just basically putting your ass in somebody's face. Well, they've got this, this kid, they call him Mozart, I thought it was like a, a nickname or like a, oh, like okay. an insult there. Apparently calling that him. kid was really bullied on set by all the kids and stuff in real life. Oh, that And sucks. the guy who plays, who played Ronnie ended up having to, like, stick up for him and, uh. Like, tell everybody to back off and end up becoming, like, a big brother kind of ish sense on set because he was really uh, bullied on set in real life. Oh, I don't like that. That's yeah. that's shitty. Yeah, definitely. Definitely shitty. Uh, but anyway, this kid, they, they're, they're telling him he's laying down on the ground. They're, they're saying they're trying to, like, hypnotize him or whatever, like... Uh, we're telling you, you you won't be able to do a single sit-up, and as long as your mind believes that, it won't work. So get ready, get ready, keep your eyes closed, now go. And he does, and then gets a kid's bare ass in his face. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's just a very weird little game that they played right, right before they go to their baseball game, which at the baseball game, one of the most ridiculous lines is uttered where somebody says, Eat shit and die. And then, Eat shit and die, Ricky. And then the and then the other guy and Ricky responds, "Eat shit and live, Bill." Oh, I know it was wonderful. Like the, but one of the things I love about this movie is they let you know teenage kids actually act how they are. You know they 
they swear and they do dumb shit. They're cockier than they should be, and you know it's that's just how they are. Not this fucking watered down Hollywood bullshit. Diary of a wimpy kid, dog with a blog, <laughs> whatever the hell. You know, meta, super meta, self aware. You know, sound like an adult talking through a kid's body, talking about you know over analyzing things. And well, no, just let them be how they are. Don't let them be thinking about how they are, thinking about how they're in a movie or how their life is part of a movie or whatever the fuck. Just let them be kids and live and be real. And this is what I enjoyed about it. Even though the acting wasn't great, it was just like, well, their being as real as they can be. No, I, so, yeah, definitely. I definitely Like, I just love, like, um, I never thought Ricky would be such a boss. I thought he'd be getting his ass kicked around here or something like that. But no, he's he's leading his baseball team to victory against older kids and making them look like jackasses doing it. He's he's telling the counselor Gino in charge of the game, like, uh, yeah, just go ahead and uh, throw this guy out, Gino. This guy blows dead dogs, and the guy gets so mad about it. Like, Take it back! I do not blow dead dogs. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Yeah, the uh, what was, oh, was, oh, and what? they're they get a oh. bet going on the game too. Like they actually get a bunch of money involved. The the other guys telling Ricky like, uh, well, hey, you want to make this game interesting while well, it's still close? He's like, uh, what do you got in mind? And if, at first, I misheard what he said. I thought he said, "Fuck a man, asshole." <laughs> He's like, buck a man for, like, how many runners yeah. they get in. He's like, and then Ricky, like a boss, he goes, that's a little steep. How about five bucks a man? And then fucking cleans him out. Yeah. It was amazing. Well, Gene already had five bucks riding on the game anyways, on uh, the, his own team to win. But then, uh, was one of the other things that you liked about this movie, the fact that there was a skinny dipping scene of all men? No. Skinny dipping together? No. I mean, that was there, but fortunately that was cut out of this version, because I found out the, the VHS version was uh, was unedited, and there were little bits cut out of the DVD Well, they release. showed them all skinny dip. When the guy was in the canoe, all the guys jumped in the water, huh. and the girls just stayed on the beach. What I read was cut was them running around naked. You don't oh, actually okay. see them naked, but okay. they do mention going skinny dipping, and they all take off their shirts, and you see some pants go flying. And I then, guess I, I guess I repress the man. And then, and then, <laughs> yeah, and then they're just showing in the water, all swimming together as the girls are just standing on the beach. Well, just like so many other things too, because um, later, a little bit later in the movie, they're they're planning to prank this one girl, Leslie, get her out on out on a canoe on the lake with one of the guys, and have. No, him, that's you the know, same scene. Yeah, 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 but at the beginning. They, they've got, like, two guys just randomly, like, smoking up beforehand. Oh, man, they're and so And they run high. over to the crowd, they're just like, they're so uh, high. oh, you see Leslie coming? <laughs> it's just like, any other time, now, you can't do that now. No, any drug use that isn't shown in a negative light is automatically an R, R rating, if not higher. Fuck you, it's real, it happens, fucking deal with it. They're not <laughs> snorting coke, they're smoking a little pot and having fun. <laughs> Fuck some, you. Some Scarface action going on on the side of the camp, big pile of coke. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, that yeah. would explain Angela's intensity, I guess. Yeah, I guess because Angela, like I said before, there's no reason for you to think that anybody else is the killer. At first, before before you see really how how creepy Angela is, and that people that have wronged her are dying, the only other person you would think it was early on would be Ricky. Because why would it be anybody else? Mm -hmm. Like, why, story-wise, why would it be anybody else? Maybe maybe Aunt Martha, she could be tropesing around Yeah, the, but then I the think people would have been expecting that, like, oh, she's definitely the new Mrs. Voorhees. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I'd like to see a matchup between Angela and Mrs. Voorhees here. But I do love the one guy, the, the two guys who get high and end up going skinny-dipping later. They're talking about Angela going over and talking to her and asking her to go to the social with them. So they're actually like kind of being nice to her at this point for you know for, oh, be, before for five well, seconds. Well, they're, they're before they even go over there though. They're like, oh, she's kind of weird and messed up, and she's Looney Tunes. <laughs> and uh, so they but they go over there anyways. And the one guy, after getting denied by Angela, well, she doesn't say anything. She goes, "Yo, Angela, why are you so fucked up?" What's your problem? Like, oh, but yeah, that's just how you want to address somebody, you know, instantly. You know, you're just going to go up to them and just ask them why they're See, fucked up. I told you she was playing with half a deck. And then she ends up actually talking to uh, Paul. Well, this is when she's not talking to anybody, Was when, is when Paul is nice to her. 
He actually mentions, "I heard what happened with your family." Yeah, yeah. This this, this is the first time you're that this is even mentioned. So you, mm-hmm. this is the first time you even know that you really, really, really for sure know that Angela is the one, the survivor from the boat accident. Because up until then, you didn't men, you, you they didn't mention. Yeah, they didn't explicitly have, say it. You just have to know. You mm-hmm. just have to know that this is, uh, you know, this is a thing. Unless you put together the Aunt Martha thing from before, but it was very briefly said earlier on, so you might not. Yeah, and, uh, when the two guys are high, I love them talking about water snakes over and over again. <laughs> uh, for, uh, you know, obviously talking about their penises. No, right? and they're trying to scare, the one guy's trying to scare the girl, and they're out on the canoe, he's starting to rock the boat, and she's like, don't, stop, he's just like, what, you afraid of little, uh, little uh, snakes and turtles or something? Because, uh, Lake's full of water snakes and snapping turtles, you know, so, like, he knocks it over, and she she gets pissed off, swims to shore, and all the other guys are like, uh, so, Leslie, you see a water snake? And the one guy grabs his dick in, while he's wearing his underwear. That was wonderful. Uh, okay, so, he flips the thing over, he sees Leslie swim mm-hmm. to the dock. Yeah, he's underneath the, the overturned then, canoe. But No, but... He sees her go swim over to the can- swim over to the dock. He watches her. Then he goes under the canoe. And then who the fuck is he talking to? Mm-hmm. He's you like Leslie. You see the back of the head. Leslie, where are you? And then he starts saying all this other dumb shit. Like who the fuck is he talking to? <laughs> like nobody can hear him under here, and there's nobody else here. So why? Who the fuck is he even talking to? Well, then Angela, he's just not giving a shit. That's well, what he's doing. Well, yeah, he's yeah. He does doesn't give a shit. What he ends up getting uh, killed anyways, drowned, and apparently cut up and stuff. We you don't get to see the scene of him getting sliced sliced up, but when you see his body, he has cuts all over him and and a little water snake crawling on yeah, him. Yeah, a little water snake crawling on him too. So uh, so then the police are called and they still try to cover this up and act like it's an accident. And Mel's pushing the police officer really hard, which shouldn't be. Just like, uh, oh, so it looks like a drowning, and dur and he's just like, uh, so, what do you think? And, uh, and the cop goes, well, there's no bumps or bruises, though again, I'm no expert on this matter. But we'll just have to wait and see what, uh, the coroner says. Like, really? Really? He wasn't just drowned, he's cut up at least a little. He, oh, no, it, it, it might have been an accident, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm a simple man over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what, There was, you were, we were talking before about the music choices in this movie, about how there was a couple in the background that were written specifically for the movie. The song at the end mm-hmm. is uh, Angela's song, a really creepy song that plays at the end of the movie. But what was with the music when Paul goes to kiss Angela. He goes to kiss her mul- two times, and she didn't. She doesn't want to kiss him. And as he goes in there for the first kiss, it's like... Mm-hmm. And then when he does it again, they do the same, like, suspenseful mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. Like, why is that suspenseful? It was, And there was no music going on. Well, you'll find time. out later. Well, yeah, but... When you think about it. Yeah, I guess when retrospect. you think about it, in retrospect, it, it kind of is. But it really isn't, though. He, like, he just went in for a kiss, and I don't know... Why they had to like play it as she denied it? Like every time she denied it, then they, then it would happen. I thought it was a very very interesting choice, and and then I mean there's just so many reasons for I I guess not many reasons but Angela killing these people. There's no real reason other than that they wronged her, they bullied her. Uh, the pedo guy, I could see the pedo that. guy, I can see that. But everybody else, they kind of just bullied her. And I really don't see, like, the one girl kind of went psycho on her, like, flipped the fuck out. Yeah, that was just ridiculous. Like, they're mad because she's starting to get a little bit of something going with Paul, and the way that they seem to be older, or at least they're acting like they don't give a fuck about Paul and Ricky, they're just like, whatever, you know, so they see him starting to get just a little bit of something going with her, and she's sitting on a bench while they're playing a volleyball game, and they immediately kick Paul out of there, and he's trying to talk to her a little bit more, and go like, hey... How come she just gets to sit here and talk to boys all day and we have to play volleyball? Oh, such a punishment, you fucking cunt. Yeah. Yeah, the end yeah, the one girl goes complete so then, psycho just, on her though. Yeah, like, they just almost like hitting her, right her there. And like somebody has to come over and like grab so her because the she's nicer, fucking freaking out. The nicer counselor, you know, gets her to fuck off then. Then they go back to the cabin, then they start in again. Meg and Judy both are just like 
Yo, Angela, what's your problem? How come you won't shower with the rest of us? You queer something? Which like, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. If she was queer, she'd definitely want to be showering with everybody else, with all the girls. Yeah, that made no sense. And then they were mentioning how she had, you have no hair down below. Yeah, yeah I know what it is. You haven't had puberty yet. You don't have any hair down there. I love when, uh... She's a real carpenter's dream. Flat as a board and needs a screw. <laughs> Before the, uh, before, a little bit after that, actually, not before that, a little bit after that, she gets hit with a water balloon, and she literally acts like she got shot. Yeah. By, like, a gun. And, and everybody else's reactions is the same way. Like, when she gets hit, she literally goes down, like, mm -hmm. as if you were shot by a gun. And then Ricky comes out and starts oh, flipping out. Oh, he's, like, the, the biggest cuss box ever, and I love it. <laughs> the owner is, like, flipping out, too. Fuck you, you fucking assholes! I'll kick your fucking asses! I'll kill every last fucking one of you! Yeah. Yeah, it was really, really weird. And there were some really interesting uh, deaths in this movie as well. One uh, shortly after that was the wasp or bee's nest or whatever. Yeah, the guy death. that hit Angela with the with the water balloon, he's like, uh, uh, I'll, uh, I'll be right there. Hang on, I gotta take a wicked dump. So <laughs> then he goes in, uh, in the bathroom, which apparently only has screen windows on it. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, somebody comes up and slices through the screen while he's taking his shit, and then comes in with a beehive on a stick with no bees flying around it, but still making the bee sound effect, and drops it in there. And it's just, oh, oh no, while she's got a broomstick in beneath, or in between the uh, the door handles so he can't open the door of the stall. But he does, though. He breaks free. Oh, he breaks it out eventually, or breaks out eventually, but... Apparently it was too late. Yeah, oh yeah. The thing is... Well, how, why? Did they even have killer bees back then? <laughs> he must have been allergic, I guess. <laughs> That's what I was going to get to. There's no implication that these are killer bees. Where would she find killer bees? And two, you, you're this. I would have made sense if maybe at some point, randomly, he would have mentioned how he's allergic to bees. Mm -hmm. So you don't know. Like, how do they know? How did she know he was allergic to bees? But you know what? Is he even allergic to bees? Or were there just so many bees he just couldn't take it and he gave up? From that small of a hive, up. I wouldn't think so. He just but... gave up on life. <laughs> he just gave up. You know what? No... I got my ass kicked by Ricky in every way imaginable. Fuck it. There's no I'm more done. living. These bees are taking me over. They're covering my face. I'm done. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't get that death at all. It was really, really weird. Uh, as far as surprises go in this movie, the end, one massive surprise. But before then, you were revealed in a flashback scene of Angela's dad and his gay lover, who was the guy that was on the beach earlier. And what is this backstory just going on Just laying in bed with each other, like, one holding the other, and just sort of, like, stroking each other's hair and faces. Yeah, and but, like, <laughs> yeah, this is, like, a whole thing. Yeah. Like, and it's not really, they don't really go further into it, and it's just, like, why was this, why? <laughs> why was this a choice? <laughs> not that it's, like, a bad thing, like, oh, it's bad to be gay. It's, it's more of, like, a, a bad choice as into why? Just why was why why did this need well, to be a thing? But then, why then they show you... Angela and Peter as children, like in bed together, and Peter holding out his finger and Angela being reluctant to touch it. And I'm just like, oh boy, was this this did this lead to some kind of weird incest? That's thing what I assume them? that it. But the thing is, though, it could have been her mom and dad. They walked in on, and they would have could have went and done the same thing. Yeah. Like hey. why did the why why was there this sub backstory of a gay lover with their dad? Maybe <laughs> maybe it was a very weird choice. Maybe this would be the whole thing then to set up the whole you know Angela's a man. This is why she doesn't want to go too far with Paul because he'll find out. And then you know she'll she'll she saw that and thought it was bad. And then if we do stuff together, we're bad. So I have to kill him and cut off his head instead. I guess I don't know. I just don't. But yeah, it's it's the whole thing is just a hot mess. Yeah, just some real interesting incest. And then you're just left with it. Yeah, you're just left with it because it really doesn't go back to any. It doesn't go ever go back to that flashback. The next flashback we see is at the end, the reveal at the end, which with which Aunt Martha, which you just said, like uh, Angela, she ends up. It's not the ending is is the other big surprise here, where it's Angela is not Angela. Angela is Peter. <laughs> aptly named, I guess. <laughs> yeah, aptly named. 
Angela is actually Peter. So the person who survived the boat accident in the beginning wasn't the girl whose name we really don't know. Her name wasn't wasn't Angela. Her name was we don't know. It's just in the credits it said young Angela. Oh, well, well, I guess because you're led to believe that it's Angela, so that you can call her young Angela. But Aunt Martha just decides to name her Angela. Oh. Because, oh. <laughs> because uh, you, what, at the end of the movie, before we get to a few other weird things, we'll talk about the end of the movie here. The end of the movie, Angela tells Paul, come meet me at the waterfront. After the social. After the social. So the, he, they meet down there, and she wants to go skinny dipping. And well, then, she's like, let's go slip swimming. And, like, they're in nicer clothes for the social. He's like, well, what about our clothes? And she goes, take them off. And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, so she decides to finally get naked or whatever in front of somebody else. And Ronnie and the one older, other older girl run up, see Angela with Paul's body, all bloodied and everything. And this weird, creepy noise, like... Uh, uh, mm. uh. And then it cuts to a flashback. That why are the flashbacks? Both flashbacks, by the way, are all black rooms, some smoke going around, mm-hmm. and then like one object. Because why like, not? And the when the kids see the room, there's not a door. Because shit's about to get so surreal. Like you there's might just as well. the bed in a black room with smoke, and then same thing here: the black room, smoke, and a staircase. And you have what you're what you don't know who this is yet, but you hear you see Aunt Martha talking about a little boy. What's the here here she says, Oh, you're going to in love enjoy living with us so much. Yes, I know you are. As a welcome home present, I bought you such wonderful new clothes. I just hope that Richard doesn't get jealous that I didn't get him anything. Oh but then he is such a dear. I'm sure he won't mind. You see, I've always wanted a little girl. But of course, when my husband left... Oh, well, that's all water under the bridge, as I always say. Water under the bridge! But it certainly will be nice little surprise when Richard comes home to find a little girl in the house. <laughs> yes, I've always dreamed of a little girl just like you. And so... Even after this speech, you're thinking, okay, it's still Angela, you know? Until they show the face of the person with a bandage wrapped around their head, and it's Peter. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm gonna change your name. Like, she's like, uh, she's like, uh, she's like, now I can make my own little girl. I'm gonna call you Angela. Because mm-hmm. it means angel. And that's <laughs> what you are, an angel. <laughs> and so it's like, what the fuck? Like, even before you even fully see Angela, which is even more fucked up, this is this is why there's no there. It's it's there's no like who else would the killer be because that's not the big reveal at the end. The big reveal is that Angela is really a man, is really Peter, and that her fucked up crazy aunt, which is Ricky's mom, which I'm sure Ricky thinks his mom is already weird enough. Let alone, does Ricky know? I don't think so. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. Like, he doesn't know. So he doesn't even know that his mom is that fucked up that she would take his cousin, Peter, and make him a girl. And why didn't Peter ever say anything? He was clearly old enough to talk. (laughs) You know what I mean? He was like five years old or something. So at five years old, just go along with, okay, I'm going to be a girl now. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Literally. He could have been older than five years old. What what kid between the ages of like five and like ten will say, well, it's just okay, I'm just gonna go along with being a girl now. I'm sure Aunt Martha was putting happy pills in his oatmeal for quite some time <laughs> until he just came to accept his new reality and well, perhaps even enjoy it a bit. Yeah, I guess I guess he she ended up enjoying it. And then it's really Peter oh god, it's such a fucked up thing. And then Angela gets up, covered in blood. Holding Paul's severed head. Oh, yeah. Poor bastard. Yeah. Pour one out for my boy. And and they show, and it's Angela's head with a man's body. Mm. (laughs) It's so poorly done. 
Like, I know this wasn't the days of CG and whatever they can do. They can, Well, they wouldn't even have to use a man's body. They can just, like, tack on a CGI penis at this point. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's mm. like the creep. It makes it even creepier. It really did make it even creepier that it was, like, her head imposed onto somebody else's body. Mm-hmm. It made it so much more creepier. And she's doing this face. I mean, just type in, you type in Sleepaway Camp on Google Images. <laughs> this picture's going to come up before the poster. <laughs> Is her... With that face, just that creepo, super creepo face, just, and going, ah, ah, ah. And, like, why is she doing that? Why? Why didn't she be, because why did she literally become a monster? I am the lizard queen. Yeah. Ah. Maybe it was Luna Vachon. Yep. Yep. <laughs> As Angela. I don't know. I, d- I don't know the choice there, why to do that, like, insane, ah, ah, ah. And then you just have Ronnie, and, and they come back to Ronnie and that other girl like, it can't be. No way. And she's just standing there all bloodied and naked, and you just see her wang hanging out. Mm. <laughs> Literally. You just got Angela Wang just, like, sitting there full-on bush going on, which apparently the the guy who was the stand-in completely shaved his whole body so it would look like girl, like a girl or something, I guess. Mm. Like, it would make sense. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. She would have those... Like, she'd be like a young boy, or, a, you know, with l- no hair. But uh, but apparently he had one giant bush going on. Because, <laughs> from what I could tell, it yeah. was dark, but it looked like there was a full-on bush going on. A bloody dick. That's what you got to see. A fucking bloody dick. <laughs> a bloody dick that wasn't even, that was somebody else's blood on that dick. And that's what the ending of this movie was. And literally, that's the ending of the movie. Yep. The bloody body, bloody naked body of transsexual Angela. Freeze frame on Angela's monstrous face. Yeah, freeze frame on this. We play the entire this, credits over this, it, this, and then pause for a few seconds, even after all the credits are gone, just to make sure it's burned into your yeah, memory forever. Because that the face literally will give you nightmares. It is the creepiest fucking face ever, and not only does it does it go cut to just that, it goes green. Yeah. Like, for whatever reason, it goes green. I guess it would have been even creepier for them to just roll the credits over the face. I really don't know. And it literally just ends. It just ends. There's You don't get any explanation of why Angela killed everybody. Just because she's messed up in the head, I guess. Like, why was she so quiet all the time? Because she knew she was a boy and didn't want anybody to know? Or if... If if she knew she was a boy, why not just go? Why go along with everything? Like, or or did she really think she was a girl that just had a penis? I really just don't understand. I just it's a really weird choice at the end. That and that's what makes it so good because it's such a it's literally an ending you could never guess. <laughs> there's there's never in a million years if you watch this movie going into it with never having seen it before. At the end of the movie, by before the end of the movie, you go. I bet Angela is really a man. You would never say that. That's the genius behind the ending of this movie. It's it's literally the most unpredictable ending to a movie. It's the ultimate twist ending. Like M Night Shyamalan has nothing on this fucking shit <laughs> because I didn't see at the end of the fucking village Sigourney Weaver standing there with a fucking big wang. <laughs> You know what? Maybe there should just be a movie where everybody has a wang, regardless of gender. Well, if they were, well, maybe it'd be the other way. All the girls have wangs and all the guys have vaginas, and they're all just standing there. Ah, ah, this, this, ah. Is, this is how Freaky Friday should have been. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan really just has a penis. <laughs> Which should explain her aggressive, drunken behavior all the time. Boom! Well, now we got Amanda Bynes to to take over that reign, so it's okay. Apparently she's been uh, on a collision course with uh, life lately. She's going off the deep end, uh, driving cars recklessly. Recklessly? Yeah, recklessly. Getting, like, mass amounts of plastic surgery. Looking like you're, she's like a fucking sixty-four-year-old woman at this point, and wow. yeah, just completely fucking up her life uh, after apparently retiring from acting. I don't know what the fuck. This is, yeah, she just fucking went off the deep end there. I guess Lindsay Lohan can just kind of sit back and relax now, and so all that bullshit's happened. But yeah, the ending is just like I got. Uh, you really, you can't. You, I really, I want, I want so many people to see this movie. 
because I know that their minds will just be... I, I want to sit there and watch this movie with a group of people that have never seen this to just see their reaction at the end of the movie. Yeah, this was this was like uh, the previous generation's Two Girls, One Cup. <laughs> oh, man, Angela should have been in Two Girls, One Cup. Oh, no. <laughs> one girl, one tranny, one cup. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe she could squeeze some diarrhea out her dickhole. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> well, one, that was actually a line from Angry Video Game Nerd, and for another, I actually saw photos of that prior to Angry Video Game Nerd <laughs> even coming into existence. Back, Just, I think it was uh, Rotten.com or something. Oh, I was tricked into days. that from a terrible link. Like, oh, check out this. It was a, a series of photos, because they couldn't really do streaming video back then with dial-up connections. A series of photos of the guy who'd... Uh, uh, shit out like borderline liquid, but still slightly solid shit. Stuck one of those like meat injectors for doing like you know basting oh, and shit. Like God. filled it up, stuck it in his dick hole, filled it up, and then squeezed it out. Oh my God! Oh my God! So I could just see. Oh. Let's take it further. Angela's got shit coming out her dick. Shit uh, dick again. Who's cleaning uh. my shit dick? Uh. <laughs> like like it's so weird because. Throughout the whole movie, she never had any sort of manly voice. She had a very, nope. obviously, feminine voice played by a female the whole movie. And for her to just be at the end, just, ah, uh, uh, like, why is she a monster now? <laughs> why is she literally just a creature of the night? Like, <laughs> she just became a creature of the night. And it's a very odd thing to happen. It's a very odd thing. It's just like, okay, yep, this is, I guess, the thing now. Yeah, very, very, very weird ending. Is it's definitely mind blowing for the first first viewing. Something else I wanted to get, touch on too. Besides the ending being so fucking mind blowing and insane, is uh oh well back to the gay lover thing, the dad gay lover thing. I couldn't get over that for for a little while because it's just like I can't believe that it happened. I forgot about that actually watching the movie this time. I forgot all about that. And um, one thing I have a question about it: Why didn't the gay lover take Angela? Because they had no rights to do that. Yeah, I guess he could have adopted they probably her. Probably still don't. Like a lot of times, still in you know situations where you know, like somebody who isn't a biological parent, you know, the other person dies, and even if they are married, you know, there might still be a conflict in family. Co oh no, we're family. We want the kid. Yeah, I guess Aunt Martha would probably be that kind of way. Because I, I was wondering, I didn't mean, like, why, like, they probably, oh, well, they obviously weren't married, but, like, well, why didn't he, like, adopt her or something like that? But you were saying... You think the courts really would have favored a queer back then, yeah, Corey? Well, they didn't know that he was a queer. It was a well, why else would he be queer. trying to adopt him, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, true. So, one, one other thing, though, you were mentioning, uh, Aunt Martha looking like a drag queen. What if that was oh, yeah. the gay lover? Aunt Martha is the gay lover. And then Aunt and Martha Ricky... comes up behind Ronnie and the other girl and just stabs them and just pulls it out, too. They just stand there ah, ah, and just start jerking it together. With ah, jerking it ah, with their blood-covered dicks. Across the streams and they come. Ah, ah, ah. Clean, clean this blood off my dick. No. <laughs> yeah, like, what if, what if Ricky, that's Ricky's dad, but he didn't know since birth, like, something happened where they just... Her, she killed. He killed the mom, and then uh, took the role of the mom, and just became Martha. And <laughs> well, it, you know, it has, and that's why she turned to Angela that way. Like, oh, I can change somebody else, just like I changed my own self. I told you your mother, your your father left us, but what really happened was your mother couldn't give me the daughter I'd always wanted. I even tried cutting out her lady parts and putting them into myself, but. That just it didn't work at all. I still have pieces of my of her vagina in my asshole. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's over the line. Not meat thermometers or what a meat injectors with shit filled pieces of vagina. That's that's it. <laughs> They're supposed to be whole, so they can function as such. But <clears throat> a hole that is. It was hard getting them out. Okay. So he okay. <laughs> Well, <laughs> one other thing I liked in this movie was we didn't have any of this, you know, 
turn all the guys into pussies. You know, Paul's making his moves. He's doing it very confidently. That maybe, maybe pushing just a little too much, but probably not. He wants to get shit done, and he's going for it. And they should have more have confidence. More con, yeah, more confident males in movies these days, especially in like romantic movies, romantic comedies, instead of just being all well. God, I don't know. I think I'm just going to have to wait for the girl to be the aggressor and get me because that doesn't happen in real life. <laughs> Unless you have a real ball-busting bitch, in which case she's not someone you want to hitch yourself to. <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah. Uh, one other thing I uh, that boggled my mind, actually, was the fact that Meg wanted to bang Mel, the owner. Oh, yeah. Why the hell... <laughs> Why was that a... That's another weird side story. It's just like... These, they keep giving, throwing these out, these, these like you know curveballs at you. These weird like things. Like why was that? A thing? I don't know why she'd want to do that. But since they had the pedo cook there, Artie or whatever, maybe he touched her and then that got her all in the oh I was abused, so now I'm just hypersexual and I'll go for any dirty old man because I need the abuse or some shit. So yeah, but yeah, what? Eh. She's got like you know plenty of guys her own age there. Why would you go with him? Not like he can really offer you anything. What's he gonna do? Let you camp for free or something? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I did like the the kill in the shower when she killed Mag. I thought that was a pretty sweet kill yeah. with the blood coming down oh, yeah. the uh, side of the shower stall. I, I enjoyed that. So when she kills Judy, did she stick the curling iron in her vagina? Is that how I she don't know where her? she put it. I don't know how she was able to kill her with a curling iron. I thought maybe she was going to shove it down her throat or something, but she puts a pillow over her head, so I don't know what she did with the curling iron. So she smothered and her like, and shoved a curling iron in her vagina. For as, yes. <laughs> you know, I actually, it was a thing I threw out about a year ago with um with uh, my Frisbee team. I was one of our random lines when we were trying to get somewhere and having problems. I was like, well, fuck my tits with a curling iron. And they were just like, oh. Oh, God, you don't mean one that was actually on, do you? Like, no, no, Blake. I mean, one that was cold and wouldn't do anything. God. <laughs> well, this is, uh... Well, fuck my vagina with a curling yeah, iron. fuck my vagina with a curling iron, because it literally happened, and it will kill you. I am a little disappointed. They showed us just about all the other bodies. They didn't show us what happened to Judy, and that it really deserved to die. Oh, yeah, she... And I loved when, when She Mel, was definitely super evil. When Mel came in and like scared the guy, he hides under the bed, and then he leaves. He goes, "I think I better beat it <laughs> in more ways than one." Oh yeah, she's uh when she's kissing that guy, she, she goes, "You uh, do you have to kiss so wet?" <laughs> that was a really oh, really odd choice there. I guess she that. wants uh, I guess she wants her whole romantic experience to be as dry as her. Dusty old vagina. And another ridiculous scene, and I don't really don't have any much else to talk about other than Ricky getting beat by Mel. It was such an insane scene. It was oh like, yeah, it was oh almost like God. a scene out of Planet of the Apes. Like the yeah. apes just like he pounds out, on the... tackles Ricky to the ground. He's just like, "You did it!" Uh, and like, I guess he was supposed to have been trying to beat him to death, but he's not even making fists. He's just like like slapping him, and he's not even slapping him hard. So then he's like, oh, I gotta get out of here. I wrote, Ricky's dead, I call bullshit. But then, fortunately, he was still alive, just bloodied somehow. I don't know how you get bloodied from, from you know, effortless slaps, but okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't really... Uh, but then he gets shot right through the throat yeah, with an arrow. Arrow to the neck, yeah. Just uh, some really weird choices in this movie, but the end is... The end over it just takes over everything. It just takes over every aspect of this movie because it's so fucking out there. It's just such an odd, crazy choice to uh, to have in this movie. It's just, you know, it's 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 something else. That's definitely what it is. So that was Sleepaway Camp. Uh, I'm sure we'll be doing the sequels in the near future. They, I'm sure they're not. I'm sure they're not as shocking. As uh, this one was, but I'm sure they're uh, just as hilarious and out of control. It's just, it's just, this is definitely a movie I highly recommend. I mean, if you haven't seen it, I mean, if you listen to this point, you know the ending, which is unfortunate, but the, the ending is just, it's just, it's just something that needs to be seen by others. It's so ridiculous. Uh, so this was episode number 29 for episode 30. 
Rollerball. You want to do Rollerball? Rollerball! So that's all. With that's Paul Heyman! It's fine. Actually, let me make sure it's still on Netflix, because today some movies got taken away from Netflix. Okay. Because uh, Warner is starting their own streaming service. Oh, for fuck's Warner sake. Instant. I wa- a lot of people were uh, griping so much about it online, but honestly, when I looked at my queue, the amount of movies that have that disappeared from my Instant queue were like maybe 30, not even. So, <laughs> nope, Rollerball still on Netflix. So we're set there. Chris Klein, Jean Renault, LL Cool J, Rebecca Romaine, Stamos, or O'Connell, or whatever the hell her last name is now, and Paul Heyman, and Shane McMahon. And, oh, Shane, too? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Shane has a small cameo in this. Uh, I can't remember exactly, but I, I'm okay. pretty sure they made a big deal about it on uh WWF at the time. They make a big deal about everything. Did you know more people watched WWF last night than jerked off in their grandmother's swimming pool? (laughs) It's true, though. More people. It's a tie. It's a tie. I think there were a lot of people jerking off in their grandma's swimming pool last night, or Monday night. So, yeah. uh, Next week will be Rollerball, uh, the remake uh, of the James Conn classic. So we'll see how ridiculous uh, we get with LL Cool J, especially with his most recent uh, accidental racist song that was uh, out of this world. So, uh, yeah, I checked that song out, too. Brad Paisley, LL Cool J song, Accidental Racist. It's absolutely terrible. So uh, uh, for B-Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. I'm DRC. And, well, I have to get rid of this bloody dick now. It's the best of the worst B-Movie Breakdown It's the best